Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets will take on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight in Milwaukee, and part one of a back-to-back Hornets are going to host Milwaukee on Leap Day coming up this Thursday at Spectrum Center. Uh, a very rarest of rare, a February 29th game. Get your tickets now at Hornets.com. We're going to preview the games, plural, as well as just take a look at the general lay of the land for both these teams, both in an interesting spot. Milwaukee on an upward trend since the trade deadline. Hornets in the same direction since the trade deadline Uh, and so both teams even though they're in decidedly different spots in the standings both playing some better basketball and similar basketball in many respects as of the last couple of weeks and who better to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks with than the voice of the Bucks Dave Kane voice of the Milwaukee Bucks on the Bucks radio network our guest today here on the HHC Dave thanks so much for joining us Sam, glad to be a part of the, the program. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you. Obviously, a back-to-back set of games coming up here, Hornets versus Bucks, and both teams are trending in a better direction than last time we saw each other. Obviously, the last time you and I got together, it was just after the trade deadline. The Hornets were about to lose, I think, their 10th straight game at, at, at that point in time to Milwaukee. The Bucks had undergone a transition, changing head coaches. Doc Rivers had taken over, but maybe things hadn't quite righted themselves just yet. Now, now things do seem to be heading in a much better direction for both teams. For the Bucks, two straight wins since the All-Star break. For the Hornets, five wins in the last six games since the proceeds of the trade deadline deals have shown up in Charlotte. So just from your perspective, how have things been since your turning point of the season? Yeah, well, we're hoping it's a turning point because they have looked good coming out of the break. You know, this has been such an unusual season for Milwaukee, certainly by its standards. There's been such a steady feel around this franchise for the last six years. There just haven't been a lot of change. And and it's you kind of know what you're going to get when you go against the Bucs. They are what they are, and they don't try to change. Well, you know, coming into the season, John Horst, the Bucs general manager, told me, he said, this is the most change he's ever been a part of, whether he's with the Bucs or even back to his time in Detroit because of not only all the players, but the coaching staff, and then you have changes to support staff, all these things. And that was coming into the season. Well, it, it didn't slow down from there. You have more change, obviously, with the switch from Adrian Griffin to Doc Rivers. And then you had two more new faces, Danilo Gallinari's new to the Bucs, as is Pat Beverly, who I believe was making his debut when you all 
were last in Milwaukee. But suffice it to say for Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's had a ton of change around him, which is not something that, that he's been used to. So I think it's about trying to steady the ship. And I think you're starting to see that. At least that's the hope. And I, I think it's still early to say because when we last saw you all, the Bucks were in this crazy tumultuous period of time. First few games with Doc Rivers coming out of a, a rugged road trip, a couple lopsided losses. They had just lost lopsided the night before to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then obviously against a shorthanded Hornets team after all your assets were basically traded out before your new guys had gotten in. It was a, a lopsided win for the Bucks that night. And then Milwaukee a couple days later handles the Nuggets at home. And you think, okay, things are going the right direction. Then you play Miami the next night. They wallop the Bucks. A couple days later, you go against the Memphis Grizzlies team that was out was without its top eight players. They beat the Bucks. <laughs> that, that was two head scratchers of games going into the break. Then you come out of the break, you see that same Minnesota team again. It was one of Milwaukee's better games. And, and I thought they started to show some of the things that we saw early with Doc Rivers. It was kind of funny because you watched the team go 30-13. and 13, And there were some things you saw along the way. You said that, that just didn't quite pass the eye test. Everyone says, how can you possibly make a coaching change when your record's 30 wins and 13 losses? Well, I think you realized how good this team could be and the fact that they played the easiest schedule in the league to that point. And some of those games didn't necessarily pass the eye test. But I think even in some of the losses early with Doc Rivers, you started to see some changes where even though they lost, you got a sense that things were maybe moving the right way in terms of that phrase, the eye test. So bottom line, long way of saying, yes, they're playing better basketball these last two games, but I'm still, we're, I think we're all still in a little bit of wait-and-see mode and see if they can keep some continuity going. And consistency has been the name of the game and very elusive for the Bucks for much of the season. I think for the Hornets, there are some similarities. Obviously, a, a different story arc from the start of the season rather than underachieving in, in some people's eyes based off expectations. And as you said, the eye test, what you were alluding to there with Milwaukee, the Hornets just had a bad record and, and injuries seem to be at fault the whole way through. They decide to reshuffle things, make some significant deals. Three very prominent players in the rotation sent off to other players places and five new healthy players brought in to replace them and almost overnight the changes set in and one thing that really seems to stand out and it's actually a similarity between the two sides over their last half dozen games where these teams have both gone on runs is defense Charlotte has a 5-1 and record in the last six games second only to the Boston Celtics who are 6-0 and Milwaukee right there as well at 4-2 and but when you look at defensive rating over those last six games, they are both in the top five in the NBA, both the Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I, look, I came from the University of Virginia where I was the last 13 years before I came to Milwaukee. And I saw defense up close and personal for all 13 of those years. Sometimes the offense was not there. But I'll tell you, the one thing that I, I learned in that time, defense travels. And that means when your shot's not falling, if you got that down, Man, it makes such a world of difference. In, in Doc Rivers, when he took over in Milwaukee, that was his first order of business. I think that was the obvious thing that everybody saw with the Bucks that was limiting their potential. And you knew they were going to potentially take a step back when you lose not only Drew Holiday, but also Javon Carter goes to Chicago, Wesley Matthews, who had been a defensive linchpin. You lost that point of attack defense for the Bucks on the outside, and it was hard to get back. The first order of business for Doc Rivers was transition defense. Since he's he's come back here, I mean, look, the last six games, the Bucs have held three teams under 100 points. They've done that one time in the prior 46 games. So it's just something that hadn't been happening. I think that that is 
the the start of things for this Bucks team, and, and obviously for Charlotte as well. I mean, that, that's it's so important because when the shots aren't falling again, that that's a, a way to steady yourself. Two teams that have definitely had a big turnaround, a turning point recently, and they will match up twice over the next couple of days, beginning tonight in Milwaukee, and then two days from now, a leap day game, February 29th at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. We've got Dave Kane with us. He is the play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to talk power rankings next segment as well as Dave's journey here to the NBA. That's coming up next here on the Hornets Ivecast. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Sam Farber, play-by-play broadcaster for your Charlotte Hornets, here with you on the Hornets Hypecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. And our guest today is the play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, Dave Kane, here with us. Dave, you and I both came into the league relatively similar times, uh, just on the edge of the COVID stoppage for the NBA. I came on the backside of the bubble. You came after, I think, all of the major precautions had been lifted, meaning emptied out arenas and, and things of that nature. You touched on it a little bit earlier coming over from Virginia, uh, watching a lot of high-level basketball and football. Tell me a little bit more about your journey here to the NBA. Yeah, so I've got uh, a lot of uh, history in the mid-Atlantic states. Came down to North Carolina quite a bit as a broadcaster for the Cavaliers through the years doing football and basketball. I started out, actually, I'm, I'm a Colorado guy, originally University of Kansas graduate, so I'm a Jayhawk by trade, but been, spent time in Texas and Vermont, all the way uh, back to Virginia and now up to Milwaukee. So, you know, this this world we live in, it's a very circular route you go and these paths are none, none the same. So, yeah, I had an opportunity to, I was in the college space where the entirety of my career prior to this decided I wanted to try something a little bit different and the, the Bucks opportunity presented. So three years ago, that lands me 
with Milwaukee on the heels of their championship. Everybody says, did you get a chance to, to do their championship? I said, no, I didn't. But I did get to call one at Virginia. So that was a pretty special year as well to be a part of that incredible ride where the Cavaliers in that instance went from goat to, to goat, <laughs> you will, when, both sides of it. You know, the, the greatest of all time, I think, story there is. You lose to a 16 seed one year and the next year, you're cutting down the nets for the national title. So that, that was an experience I'll never forget. Uh, again, had a great opportunity to work with Tony Bennett all that time. And he got there, I think, my second year. So we were together the whole time and just a gem of a man, a former Charlotte Hornet himself. So now doing it at the NBA level, seeing a lot of these guys I saw in the ACC now playing at the, at the professional level. It's a very cool uh, track that you, you've ridden on. I did a lot of college stuff coming up as well. But Virginia, that that's one of the gems out there, football and basketball, part of the South's oldest rivalry, if I'm not mistaken, Virginia versus North Carolina. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the last game you called in that one was a win for North Carolina. Go Tar Heels. <laughs> yeah, Tar Heels, Tar Heels uh, had our – well, actually, you know what? Virginia had a pretty good run against the Tar Heels. You did. But not in both football and basketball. In fact, it was interesting to see. I just saw North Carolina finally beat UVA, I think, for the first time since 2012 in Charlottesville. It's amazing how that thing's gone. But, yeah, it, you know, those rivalries are so fun. That's what I love about sports. And, you know, in college, it certainly has in the spades. So that, that was fun in the ACC. All those old rivalries seems – go back generations and people who've been watching those games for ages. Hopefully there will be a similar rivalry between the Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Usually those come with playoff series. Obviously it's been a minute since the Hornets have been there, but some young talent on the Charlotte squad that we'll get dig into more in a little bit here. Uh, but hopefully in the next couple of seasons we'll get matched up for some playoff series and enjoy some of those head-to-head meetings. In terms of the, the current state of play for the two teams, overall uh, they couldn't be in any more different places. Milwaukee is top three in the East. Charlotte is bottom three. But in terms of the last couple of weeks here since the trade deadline, they're in an almost identical position. Last 10 games, both teams are 5-5. Five and five. Both teams have been elite defensively over their last six games, as we touched on last segment. Hornets have won five of their last six, and Milwaukee has now won two straight coming out of the All-Star break. So an interesting time to look at something like power rankings. It's something we like to go to, especially when we have a guest who's not on the I've cast all that often. So uh, my question for you, and we're going to ask it for both teams without looking at any power rankings that might be out there in the hierarchy of 30 NBA squads. I want a number one through 30 that you think the Milwaukee Bucks should be rated and that you think the Charlotte Hornets should be rated. Um, I got to put obviously Boston at the top of the heap, and I would put Milwaukee at this juncture. I'm bullish on the Bucks, obviously, because I like the direction they're going, but I'd have a hard time putting them ahead of Boston I'd have a hard time putting them ahead of Denver right now. And even though they just beat the Timberwolves, Timberwolves have probably a better body of work. And the Clippers right now, right there as well. So I put them behind those teams. I put them at five. I like it. I like advocating for your team. I do the same thing. I I personally think that, you know, maybe closer to eight might be the spot I would put Milwaukee just because if you stretch it back to right before Doc got there and right after, there was a long losing trend. So I think given more time, I like the Bucks' long-term future. I like buying lower, but I do think they're coming in a little bit lower right now. I think some teams like Boston and Denver, it's obvious they're, they're top of the heap, and I think the the amount of teams in that next pod is pretty big, and Milwaukee is definitely in it. But I just, at, at this point, 
present time, have a hard time giving them a power rankings nod, if you will, over a team like Oklahoma that's won five in a row. So it's close, but I think we're both in the same vicinity here, uh, top five to eight here for Milwaukee, and definitely a lot more upside for them to come as they continue to play good basketball and play healthy right now. How about the Hornets? Where do you think they would be ranked in the hierarchy of 30 teams? It's always subjective, all these things, in terms of our what is the criteria? Are we talking about how they're playing in this day right here, right now? Are we talking about their body work to this point or their potential or just how good they are? And that's kind of where I tend to go is just how good are they right now? Like, relatively speaking, if this team was playing another team today, how would they fare? So I I think with the Hornets, they're so tricky because their personnel has been so fluid. You know, it's like, who are the Hornets? That's, That's the question I have. So, you know, with all those question marks there, I'll put them ahead of the Spurs. I'll put them ahead of the Blazers. The Grizzlies kind of I'm a little scarred by right now. So I don't know that I can put them ahead of the Grizzlies. I'll put them ahead of Detroit. Even though Detroit sometimes can give me some scares, I'm always shocked that they've only won eight games this year. Washington, I don't see much out of. So I'll put them at 25. I'm right there with you. I got him at 25 as well. Just the the recent run of play, having the number one defense in the NBA over a sample size as large as six games, I think that's indicative of things trending in a different direction. But that's it. I I don't think we can say that the Hornets are better than any of the teams in the playoffs that automatically puts them behind 20 or so squads. And then there's a handful of others that I just have a hard time doing at this point. So uh, both have them at 25. Just for uh, content here, I took a look at the latest NBA.com power rankings, which came out in the last 48 hours you had the bucks at five i have at eight nba.com says milwaukee is number nine you and i both have charlotte at 25 nba.com says 26 the one team that uh, we mentioned that uh, the nba.com writers put ahead of the hornets that we i think both think maybe should be below it although it's a close call the memphis grizzlies Hornets do have a win over memphis over this recent run we'll see uh, who takes Game one of a head-to-head series coming up, Hornets versus the Bucks. They'll play tonight in Milwaukee. And then two days from now, the rare Leap Day game, Charlotte versus Milwaukee over at the Hive Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. We'll preview the series next here on the Hornets Hivecast. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Dave Kane, our guest, he's the play-by-play voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. Joining me, Sam Farber, play-by-play broadcaster for the Charlotte Hornets. Two play-by-play broadcasters, one podcast, and one really exciting series ready to be started here between the Hornets and Bucks. two teams that are playing some of the better basketball right now in the NBA. Certainly, defensively, they have. These two teams met up a couple weeks ago, just after the trade deadline. And from the Hornets' perspective, it was not pretty. 120-84, to to be honest, it wasn't even that close. There was a a highlight of Thanasis Antetokounmpo, the other Antetokounmpo brother on that squad that went viral. It was a tough day for Charlotte. But the very next day, they arrived back at home new players in tow and all of a sudden the Hornets have ripped off five wins in their last six games so two teams definitely playing better basketball since the last time they went head-to-head and we're going to preview the matchup right now again with the play-by-play voice of the Bucks, Dave Kane so Dave for these we like to do players to watch for both teams as well as a statistic to watch other than points because that's cheating obviously whoever scores most is going to win so you pick do we want to do a buck first a stat first or a Hornet first and I'll follow your lead all right, well, let's start with the Bucks player. And the guy that I'll be watching closely is the guy that I think Bucks fans are watching very closely the rest of the way. I think he's going to be very indicative of where the Bucks go, and that's Damian Lillard. He, as he goes, the Bucks go. They're 19-0 and when he shoots better than 50% from the floor. His shooting numbers have not been consistent entirely with his career, and in particular from three-point range where he's at about 34%. That's about three ticks lower than his career average coming into the season, and he's learning how to play without the ball as much, and that's been a little bit of a challenge. Doc Rivers mentioned a similar transition for James Harden when he first got to Philadelphia. He was one who was not really adept at the catch and shoot, but by that second year, he said he hit his stride. So, you know, that's one of the things they're really trying to unlock is Dame. He's starting to get there. He's showing signs of it, and I'll be interested, as as well as the Hornets have been playing defensively, can Dame get going? Can Can he get unleashed? Luckily with Milwaukee, it's kind of easy. There's two guys that are the main headliners and, you know, all, all respect to some other guys that can definitely have an impact like Brooke Lopez and Malik Beasley, who have been playing well. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, to me, is the linchpin to all of this. Uh, doesn't have as much scoring responsibility let's call it on his shoulders now as he has but he's such an effective rebounder Uh, he's such a great defensive player his ability to affect the game in transition he's exceptional and and he's kind of the first person that you have to stop if you're going to have any chance against Milwaukee so it doesn't make sense to have a podcast between the Hornets and Bucks and not bring up Giannis Antetokounmpo next up do you want to go a stat to watch or a Hornet to watch um, all right, I'll go with uh, a Hornet. And by the way, I, I don't know that you stop Giannis. That's the reason I wouldn't bring him up. He is rarely ever stopped. That's the thing that's so amazing about him. Um, all right, so as far as the Hornets go, the, the guy that kind of gives me concern more than anybody, Miles Bridges. He, he is one of these guys that can instill fear. He can go from zero to 60 in the blink of an eye. I remember the first time the Bucks played against the Hornets this season. It was, it was Bridges' first game back. I think he probably hit four of his first, like, five shots. He ends up putting up 17 in that game right out of the shoots. 
if he can get going, I know offense, as good as the defense has been for the Hornets of late, the offense has been a little bit of a chore. But he's one of the guys that I think obviously has to have a big game for Charlotte to have an opportunity to put some damage against this Bucks team. So that's where my crosshairs are lined up going into uh, these games, starting starting with this first one. Love the pick. Miles has had an exceptional season. He's got one of the eight longest active three-point streaks. Games with a, a made three going into tonight's contest has been playing some exceptional basketball. So love the pick. I would love for us to be at the point where you can't have a podcast about the Hornets and not have Brandon Miller in it. And maybe we are there, so I'm bringing him up, even though he's not going to be my player to watch for this one just because there's another guy who's been such a hot hand that I think he deserves some love here but obviously Brandon Miller he's been playing very very good basketball seems to have a lock on Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month for a second straight month and and one of the most productive rookies in the NBA overall but as of the last couple of weeks one guy who's really turned it up a notch is Nick Richards he's coming off the 2010 game and just given the size that Milwaukee has I think if you don't have a good game from your center you really don't have much of a chance and it's not an easy task at all because you've got Brooke Lopez there who stretches the floor and and can play from the perimeter and knock down threes. You also have Brooke Lopez who can dictate a lot of the play defensively on the interior, so you have to be available. Make sure that if he comes off and helps out as a defender that you're there and, and ready and able to take a pass and quickly finish before he turns his attention back to you. It is not an easy challenge, and oh, by the way, you got to box out Giannis Antetokounmpo and all these other big guys for Milwaukee, so it's a tough task. Part of the reason the Bucks are so good is their size, but Nick Richards as really the only true center who's been playing on the roster. He's going to have a big part of the responsibility here over these next couple of games. Last but not least, we need a stat to watch. And again, points is cheating. So you can't say points. Obviously, whoever scores the most wins, Dave. Alright, so here's one that's been intriguing to me. And I know it's been a bit of an issue at times this season for the Hornets, too. But the Bucks have gone from being a team that rarely forced turnovers. The last nine games, the Bucks are getting almost 17 points a game off turnovers. That's, that's right on the edge of the top 10. But for Milwaukee, they started the season. They were number 29 overall this year in points off turnovers before the switch was made in the coaching switch. The opponent turnover rate is right around fourth in the league in that time as well. And, and so that's an area that I'm, I'm intrigued by with Milwaukee. They've done a much better job of that. And I think as you look at what Charlotte has at times had problems taking care of the basketball, that's not to say the Bucks are going to be ball hawking. But they have been opportunistic, I guess would be the best way to say it. So I'm curious to see if that trend continues for, for this Bucks team, if they can continue to kind of make some hay on some of those miscellaneous numbers and, and get some cheap points that way as well. I like it. Hornets have been a bit turnover prone, and it makes a little bit of sense having all of these new additions to the roster uh, and, and having to bring together not just a couple new guys with the Hornets players, but you've got guys coming from completely different teams like there's some members of the Thunder coming over there's some member of the Mavericks coming over and the original Hornets are still here so uh, there hasn't been a five-man rotation since the trade deadline where everyone had been on the same team prior to the trade deadline so it's an interesting thing to see them work through turnovers definitely something to keep an eye on I'm going to look to points in the paint Milwaukee for all their size and success does take and make a lot of threes compared to the rest of the NBA it's a top 10 team in terms of three-point attempts so even though they have the ability and the size to be dominant down there and that's really where we think of Giannis the most they're not necessarily the biggest team when it comes to scoring points in the paint in fact Charlotte averages more points in the paint 
per game than the Bucks do. So I think for the Hornets here, it's imperative you have to at least hold your own on points in the paint. If you're able to win points in the paint, even if Milwaukee's chucking them up from everywhere and making more than their fair share, I think you do still have a, a better chance of taking the game. So I'm going to look to points in the paint, taking the eye off of where the normal shot profile seems to be in today's NBA, but I think it'll be an important one for both of these next couple of games. We encourage you all, as always, to tune in on... 92.7 Sports Radio, WFNC, and the Hornets Radio Network. But one of my favorite listens on League Pass is Dave Kane of the Milwaukee Bucks Radio Network. Every time I'm driving home from the office, I'll always, especially when we're on the East Coast, I'll I'll turn on uh, to see which of our friends in the East are on a West Coast trip. And I'm always excited to hear you, Dave. So appreciate all your work. Appreciate you joining us here on the HHC and lending your time and your opinions and your expertise here to our Hornets audience. All right, Sam, the feeling is mutual, so I appreciate you having me on. It's fun, and uh, it'll be fun to see you guys a couple times. Hey, let me ask you one last question. What do you think of these back-to-back series? Do you like them that that we're seeing more and more of in the league? It's a little odd seeing them in each city. That that's the different thing for me. I really kind of enjoy them if we were in the same city. Like if we were going to stay in Milwaukee for the entirety of it, knock it out in one trip, you get to see more of the city, more of the sights, and take it all in. But it does help on prep regardless of where the games are played. So I'm going to take that, enjoy the extra family time, and uh, we'll uh, have a little lighter prep, lighter load to lift here for the Leap Day game. Final question for you. Can you remember doing a game on Leap Day? I can't think of one. No. In fact, I didn't even realize it was Leap Day until you said it. I can't remember it, so that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Uh, But, yeah, it it hasn't been something. Look, Leap Days don't happen very often to start with, much less on a day that you're calling a game. I haven't been calling games in the NBA where it seems like we're calling one just about every day. So I think you probably have a higher chance of doing it in the league than you do in college. But uh, I think this is probably going to be a first for me, too. I think it's a first for both of us, our first Leap Day contest as NBA broadcasters. So it's a new experience for both of us. Dave Kane, thanks so much for joining us here today on the HHC. We will look forward to the Leap Day game in the Queen City and tonight's one here in Milwaukee. Thanks, Sam. Thanks again to Dave Kane, the voice of the Bucks, for joining us here. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.